0: Welcome to Punta Vista Socialist Club, episode 10. Uh, I am Andrew, and as always, I'm here with Ben McClay. Hello. Uh, Lucy Valentine.
1: G'day, cunts.
0: And a very special guest we have with us, uh, Chabo Trap House's Matt Chrisman.
2: G'day, mates. Sheila.
0: Hi. <laughs>
2: <Bye. laughs> I'm, uh, I'm glad to do this show because I get to stop doing the ridiculous American accent that I do for fun, <laughs> fun in my American show. I'm actually from Brisbane originally. <laughs> And I get to hear the Australian accent. It's more natural speaking uh, voice. I'm bloody chuffed, mates. It's a
0: perfect Brisbane accent.
2: Yeah, that's okay. spot exactly. On. It's spot oh, on. No, it's spot on. That's what everyone tells me.
3: That's how everyone mm. that lives here sounds.
0: All of them universally. That's how that's how you sound to me, Ben. Every day.
3: <laughs> yep, that's fair.
2: Now, oh. my, my greatest dream in life is to gather Australia <laughs> and decide to just do you. Just talk in my Australian accent until I get beat up, <laughs> and just see how long it takes.
3: It would probably
0: take a while.
2: That's that's my app exactly. I want to see how long I can pull it off.
0: I feel like the further the further away from like a city centre you go, the shorter that time will get. <laughs> yeah,
2: now I'll get killed by the Wolf Creek guy real quick. Yeah,
0: yeah,
3: and not even like the actual murderer, John Jarrett, the actor would murder you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Now, now I'm in a trouble because I want to switch back to my actual voice, <laughs> but it's so uh, on a paling and flat and nasal. That I'm like, oh, I should stick with it. The- oh, I should just pretend to do this the rest of the show.
3: Look, if you can keep it up,
2: I guess that would get annoying, and people would get mad at me. Nice, so, I will, I will talk. I will talk like this instead. Hi, everyone.
0: Look, if you want to switch, if you want to switch back and forth,
2: I might throw it out a few more times. Yeah, I, I, I make no promises. I make no promises. I am, uh, in honor of my first uh, Antipodean podcast appearance, I am drinking one of your most famous uh, exports, uh, oh, Yellowtail nice. sh- Shiraz. Oh, Ooh. hell yeah. And I wanted to know, is that something that you guys actually drink, or is that surely for export, like Foster? No, yeah.
1: I drink that all the I time. I drink
2: a bit of Yellowtail. Okay. It's
1: the cheap shit, though. Lots of people. It's cheap wine. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. It's hella cheap. And it's vegan. <laughs> it's delicious. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But, like, I know that, I know, like, everyone says you don't, now nah, fosters, fuck off. No one actually drinks that. Right? In Australia?
0: That's true. Yeah. Um, I, I do not think I have ever seen another human drinking a fosters in Australia okay. in my entire life. I
1: drank a fosters in America. That's the only time I've had fosters. <laughs> okay.
0: That, by the way, that's like a, that's like peak irony. That's
2: a, that's a mega irony move going 5,000 miles
1: <laughs> to, <laughs> to drink, to a drink fosters.
2: your, your, quote unquote, Australian beer in another country. that's that's genius. But no, I, like but I feel authentic here. I'm drinking I'm drinking an Australian export that you guys actually consume.
3: Mm. Yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. a good call. Well
0: on. it is in it is in every grocery store here unlike a Foster's. When you see a Foster's in a bottle shop here, you go, huh? I wonder, I wonder which tourist that's for.
2: It's <laughs> for the bloody backpackers, mate.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I feel like this accent is is mainly modeled on the uh the Australian child from the Simpsons <laughs> episode.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I was more going for his dad, but I'm sure that episode <laughs> did shape a lot of my feelings and views of Australia. I can't deny it. <laughs> it's a bleeding outrage! Right, it is. <laughs> I'm going to talk to me member of Parliament.
1: Hi, Andy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Good night, mates. What's the good word?
0: Australia still uses the big boot. We do. Mm. I hope so. We have not abolished
3: the boot yet. (laughs) They're pushing for it. They want to, but uh, haven't quite got the votes
0: yet.
2: Oh, my God. So it's like fox hunting in England. Don't let them do it.
0: The goddamn PC police.
2: Don't let the libs do it. Yeah, don't let those libs (laughs) get rid of the boot. That's (laughs) a proud tradition for you people.
0: Well, it gets confusing because here um, the libs are the conservative party.
2: Yeah, that's right. That's so weird. I always have to remember that.
0: It always throws us off. Yeah. But um, they are—they are what in you know local vernacular you'd call a right pack of cunts. Yeah. mm, they are. mm. Like, makes- there's
2: really nowhere to like figure it out because the well, conservatives are called liberals, and then you've got a Labour Party, and then you think, okay, yeah, like in uh, the UK, but there's no you. But
1: they're not. Mm. Yes.
2: Whereas, and, and I know that like the guy who like one of the co-founders of the Labour Party was like from America. And he said, "Get rid of the U; it's too like British sounding or something." <laughs> and then you all just listen to
3: them. For some,
2: reason. and I was stuck with it. And mm-hmm. now, even though you well, yeah. put the U in it when it's a word, it's not in the party name.
3: Yeah, we put the word in it. We're describing them as a Labor Party. Uh, That's crazy. But they're the Labor Party. That's nuts. Mm-hmm. Notice I pronounce them differently.
2: But one of many uh, fascinating uh, specific features to the Australian political world.
3: It's like, a, what do you call those things, they, the fake streets they put on maps to trick people when they, so if they copy them, you can tell that it was a copyrighted map? It's one of those things, so we can tell if people really
0: know about Australia. <laughs> we put an intentional error in there. I've never heard about maps with, with deliberate fake streets before. That sounds like gaslighting, and it's not okay. <laughs> it's
3: real! It's a trap street. That's what they're called. A trap street? Map. Trap street,
0: yep. Welcome to the trap. Yeah. So, before the show, um, I asked Matt if there were any, you know, really significant Australian cultural figures that he would like to discuss. <laughs> and he nominated um, a truly legendary Australian figure, one of, one of a few, uh, by the name of Yahoo Serious.
1: Hell yeah.
0: Yeah, because uh,
2: we, we talked about, we were just talking about the Simpsons episode, which is, you know, uh, one of the most foundational uh, pieces of art in my cultural memory having to do with Australia and when mm-hmm. they talk in that episode about the like the Australian boom like at the turn of mm. the 90s they're not kidding that was a real thing here and and, and the yahoo serious movies in theaters was a thing i saw as a little kid young einstein in a theater wow oh wait yes
1: we all watch it at school everyone here watches it in like high school it seems like <laughs>
0: I want to say I saw Reckless Kelly in a theater in the very early early nineties.
1: I didn't see it till last night. I
3: saw Reckless Kelly and <laughs> the other one with the space hub cap in the theaters.
1: Wow!
0: Was the space hub cap?
3: Oh, uh, Mr. Mr. Accident, I believe it
1: was. Called. Oh yeah, Mr. Accident. Mm.
0: I have not seen Mr. Accident.
3: See now, these
2: ones I never heard of because this shit is all after his like brief international peak because like he made he made Young Einstein and that got like a theatrical release in the United States and I like I said I saw it. But then the other ones, I, I I think I might have like heard of them, but they never made it over here in any kind of meaningful way.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't actually realize until I was looking into um, his career in a bit more depth that Young Einstein was the one that was that was big and sort of got him a look in in the states, um, but it wasn't actually financially successful. They no, got no a theater release. I think I might have been the only huh. person who saw it. In <laughs> yes. The
2: I remember. I remember the experience. And it, it, I, I remember not being, uh, not feeling crowded, to put it lightly, yes. in the theater I saw it in. Didn't have to push past. <laughs> I just remember the ending when he like invents an electric. Because the whole deal is like he invents all this shit. You know, it's like he invents beer and he invents mm-hmm. rock and roll.
0: He he splits he splits the atom because he's trying to get a better head on uh, the beer that his dad makes. So he splits the beer atom. Yeah. Uh, and then he then he goes to the big city. Uh, falls in love with uh, Marie Curie. Wow. <laughs> then, then he he invents um, he invents rock and roll, electric guitars, and surfing.
2: Yeah, that's right, surfing. Yeah,
0: <laughs> all of the objectively yeah, so, um,
3: best things in life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So his, I I believe his um his beer atom splitting technology gets harnessed for evil by somebody who turns it into like a beer atom bomb. And he invents the electric guitar so that he can plug it into the bomb and wail away, um, doing sweet rock and roll, which he uses to like mm. blast all the energy out of the bomb, which is
1: It doesn't sound very accurate historically. Well, I'm no scientist. No- noticing but... a few inconsistencies. Much much
2: like uh, another film that sort of uh, racistly casts a white man as the inventor of rock and roll, <laughs> it has him play a Chuck Berry song
3: oh. because
2: because uh, oh. like a. Uh, uh, Back to the Future, he plays Johnny B. Good, mm. yeah. And I, I remember incorrectly the song he plays at the end of of Young Einstein is rock and roll music, you know. Oh uh, yeah, he does. Just give me that rock and roll music, which is also a Chuck Berry song. Mm. So it's basically the same thing. A white guy taking credit for Chuck Berry.
1: <laughs> so Young Einstein's racist. Yes. Are we are we solid on that on that position? As
2: is uh, Back to the Future, and I, and I I would give him credit if they at least went all the way and had their characters set up. Uh, cameras in ladies' bathrooms to record women <laughs> taking dumps, like Chuck Berry did.
0: Oh, if you're gonna uh, if you're gonna co-opt the culture, embrace yeah. the
2: entire thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna appropriate his music, that's
0: nice. <laughs> So yeah, I didn't realize that um I didn't realize that Yahoo Serious starred in, uh, wrote, directed, and produced all three of the movies that he was a uh, a lead in.
3: He's an auteur. Wow. So what? Where did he
2: Where did he come from? How did he like become a guy in Australia for him to even have a movie like Young Einstein
1: to
0: appear? In well, America? he made I no idea. He made a film called um like Coal Land or something, uh, which was okay. Coal Town. Coal Town. There you yes. go. Um, which was done with like an endowment from. From the Australian Film and Television Council, or whatever, whatever the it was named at the time, the body that funds, you know, grants for for TV and film stuff. So he made a he made a film which again he wrote, directed, and starred in. I think that got some notice, and somebody let him make Young Einstein, uh, which that and Reckless Kelly are both remarkable for being like really quite surreal.
1: I liked them. No, I
2: remember, the only thing I really remember watching Young Einstein was, what the fuck is this? Yes. Like, I was a small, angry child, like, what the fuck is this? And I left the theater this feeling kind of, like, ripped off and bereft and like an idiot for having watched it. Because, mm. like, I think I, tur- I, I think I ended, I think I, if I remember correctly, I turned down seeing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh,
0: you got robbed, man. To
2: see Young Einstein. Well, <laughs> I went, I eventually did see it. I did see it in the theaters. But, like, at mm. that time, I saw Young Einstein first, and I was like, this, what the fuck? <laughs> but, like, that that's a long tradition for me, because later on, I, <laughs> I had the choice of seeing Jurassic Park or Last Action Hero, and you know I fucking oh. saw Last Action Hero first.
0: <laughs> Last Action Hero rules, though.
2: Oh, it does. It's an un, un, it's a quite I understand
0: being movie. mad about it as a child, um, but as an adult, you know, you can certainly appreciate the the many, many, many layers to that movie.
2: So, what's he doing now? What's Yahoo up to?
0: What's he up to? Yahoo.
2: Like, obviously, he's not in movies anymore. What is he? Up is he on, to? like,
1: panel shows? Do you guys have those? No,
0: he's, he's no, never he's in the me. media. He's vanished.
1: <laughs> he's on nothing. So he doesn't do anything. His he's name is Greg, by the way. Greg.
0: Oh,
2: what's his real name? What's his real name? Greg, what?
0: Greg Pede.
1: His name is literally Greg. Greg
2: Pede. Greg Sirius? Is I his know. name Greg Sirius?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, what's his last name? Uh, he changed his name by Deed Paul. His real last name? name. I need to know his full name.
3: His full name is Greg okay. Gomez Pede. Peed, <laughs> peed, peed. As in
2: having peed, like
3: p a d.
2: I took a piss and then I have have peed.
3: Peed is in a bunch of people threw peas at me. I think this would be. Craig
2: peed. I can see why he went with Yahoo Serious. Yeah, peed. I was peed. Yeah, it pops way better on a marquee.
0: <laughs> well, I enjoy that he changed his name legally to Yahoo Serious, and then in um <laughs> you know. in the year two thousand. He attempted to sue Yahoo, the search engine.
2: <laughs> that's that. The, Yahoo is from fucking. Uh, is from Gulliver's Travels. Is it? That's it's, <laughs> it's. That's where that's from. Shut up! You fucking well, God damn also... it! That just that's, that's, that's annoying now to me. You uncultured swine! Uh... You don't even know what your references are from.
0: Well, he lost the court case. Oh,
2: good. I hope someone yelled at him.
0: He couldn't prove that he actually sold any products or services under the name Yahoo. So apparently that's relevant.
2: So that. he's like off the map now. Very
0: much, very much. Um, he's not. He's not out anywhere. He's like
2: he's in a, he's in a shack somewhere, wearing one of those slouch hats Probably. with the that are on the side. Okay. <laughs> but what about the other guy? Because, like I said, the the thing from The Simpsons that talked about the the Australian Renaissance in America in the late '80s, early '90s—that's real. It started with obviously with uh, with crocodile Dundee, and I'm sure that Paul Hogan's still around down there doing whatever. Tax fraud. The other, the other, it's like it was. Yeah, I heard about yep. that. It's a trifecta. <laughs> it was crocodile Dundee. Yahoo Yahoo and the other was not movies, but it was it was commercials for Energizer batteries, featuring an insane flat top blonde, <laughs> very tan man yelling at me, named Jacko. That's the only thing I knew about him. Is that I don't <laughs> know his full name. I only know that he was named Jacko, which was very confusing because that was also at the height of Michael Jackson's fame, and he was also called mm. Jacko.
0: Wacko yeah. Jacko.
2: But he was on these commercials, and he just yelled, Get Energizer! Oi! <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. And I never saw him before those commercials, and I have not seen him since. And so he's just this, like, ephemeral cultural figure in from my childhood who I'm like, who the fuck was that? What was his deal? What is his deal now? And I feel like you guys are the per- people who can answer that for me.
0: Well, the answer to the question is that he was a professional sports person. Um, He was a... Was he an AFL player? Sports ball? Oh, no. I don't Um, know.
1: Who's Jacko? It's
0: like he's never...
1: Is he an AFL player?
0: Uh, Jeez. Jeez, guys. He was an AFL player.
2: Australian... Uh Wait a minute. Is that Australian rules football? Yes. 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 Okay. what is the fuck is that? What is
0: that? (laughs) Oh, no. I tried to explain this in the last episode and was thoroughly mocked for uh, not understanding (laughs) sports at all. Okay.
2: I get that. But, like, is it... (laughs) Is it... Mo- Is it like kind of like rugby? Guess, just tell me what it's kind of like. It's kind of like rugby. Band. That's all I need. Mm. Okay, that, that, yeah. that's all I really need. Yeah. So he was like a kind of like rugby player. Was he uh, in movies? Was he in TV shows? How did he get on my TV <laughs> yelling about uh, energizer batteries?
0: Well, I I don't know. I kind of assume he was one of those guys like Warwick Kappa. Um, that we discussed on the last episode, a silken, silken mulleted AFL player who kind of turned into a cultural figure anyway. Um, well, yeah, I think he was just a a very distinctive personality and he got put into, he got put into commercials. Um, and, and those commercials, obviously during the whole Australian boom in the States got, got passed over there.
2: Okay. So they were Australian commercials.
0: Well, I would have assumed so. uh, I guess so. Well, uh, he's funny looking. My suspicion is that he that he would have started off in the Australian version, or unless you know, unless Energizer, wherever they're going, we got to tap into this. Get us an Australian psycho immediately (laughs) to scream at people about batteries.
1: He looks like he sells ice. (laughs) That's that's
2: what you guys call meth, right?
3: Yes. Also, it might just mean that he works at a service station and sells literal ice to people.
2: (laughs) That's what I thought at first. Like he shows up at your house with that big, <laughs> the big claw holding a big brick for your ice box. Boy, mm. going ice here. Where you want me to put it?
0: The Ice Man.
2: The um, Ice Man coming.
0: So he had a couple of other like, I don't know, like um, I I think Australia sort of has more of a cultural parallel to Britain in how our uh, sort of um, minor celebrity works. Where someone can be famous for something that you don't really remember 20 years ago, or 25 years ago, and then they just become, like, a media personality?
2: Yeah, because you guys have shit like panel shows, mm. right?
0: Yeah, we love those. Yeah, yeah. You have
2: shit yeah. where, like, people just kind of, like, hang around to talk. We don't have those in the United Our
3: States. Our Prime Minister was on a yeah, panel well, show last night, like, a just a shitty panel show that's on five yep. nights a week, and he was on there for, like, 15 minutes just, like, making weird jokes about redheads. It was, a. Uh, which one? Mm. Uh, which prime minister?
2: Yeah, I know the I know the prime minister. Uh,
3: Malcolm Turnbull, that one.
2: Wait, isn't he current prime minister? I thought he was. No, he
3: a... is. It it, it was oh, I mean, that so one. The
2: prime... Oh, so you mean the prime minister went on? the... I thought you meant one of the no, old. No, ones. no, yeah,
3: no, this one. Yep. You
2: mean the prime minister was on a panel show, like doing like like jokes? He and said shit. the
3: phrase "ginger ninja" like seven times. That's the level of like. Good lord! Yeah, a lot of decorum.
0: Oh, wow. Present.
2: Well, I mean, I would I would say something, but I can't obviously.
3: Well yeah. Given our current
0: he's, he's definitely in the in the struggle town portion of his administration. He looked
3: like he was eating shit the whole time he was on there. Like he knew how awful it was oh. to be on like a youth oriented panel show. You can just see it in his eyes where he's just like, What have I done? These poll numbers.
2: It's like okay, so like how many people are on a panel show? Like four or five in a night, right? Uh
1: yeah, about that. Yeah. Yeah, about that.
2: Yeah, because we don't have those. So, like, I could see how you can, like, kind of survive for years, like, just eating the green room, you know, like, just eating the craft services behind yeah. it and, like, living, like, sleeping in one of the, you know, in, in, in uh, on the stage of one of these places and never, you know. Just
3: rotating between all the different ne- shows.
2: Exactly. Rotating between yep. them, sleeping in the vents, yep. eating crew cake. <laughs> because, like, that's a lot of people. If it's five nights a week, that's a lot of seats to okay. fill. So, you, yeah, oh, yeah, you can get them from anywhere, like the guy from the Energizer commercials. <laughs> That's what makes me think Yahoo's serious. Or Chopper. Yeah, Chopper, exactly.
1: A literal murderer. You guys had a literal murderer. We put Chopper on, like, primetime TV. We don't do that here. <laughs> we love him.
2: Like, you, we, if you're a literal <laughs> murderer and went to jail, there's just, like, a huge stigma around it, and you're not on TV.
3: All of our best celebrities have been in jail.
1: Yeah, Australia's fucked up.
3: Pretty universally. <laughs>
1: It all starts with Ned mm. Kelly. It all starts with us, like, worshipping... Just criminality.
2: Yeah. I mean, like, uh, yeah. hashtag uh, real talk, you guys all are descended from criminals. That's
0: true. Oh, well, yeah.
2: So I could see why the the uh, stigma would be lesser.
0: <laughs> mm.
2: You know, because, like, you all got transported <laughs> for stealing Trevelyan's corn or whatever. <laughs> so you, you know, you have, like, we, on the other hand, you know, descended from a bunch of stick-up-your-ass Puritan dickheads. Mm. Who's, like, only, like, talent or passion in life is judging others.
0: <laughs> don't have any sex. So, yeah.
2: No, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. So, no prisoners on TV mm.
0: here. Well, um... But,
2: like, yeah, so you guys could, like, have a, a meet. You could have a, a media career that lasts forever with all those spots. We don't have those spots. They, they aren't mm. here.
0: We mm. have a weird middle ground, actually, on on this sort of thing, which I feel like I don't really see uh, on uh on British TV. Not that I watch a great deal of it, but, um... Which is. Bloody palms? Which is that we have. um,
2: Right? They're palms, right? That's the word. (laughs) (laughs) Palms? Yes. They're palms, right? Yeah.
3: And we're seppos, right? Yeah. Yeah. If we're being theatrical.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, So we we have uh, other shows which are sort of the the equivalent to the Talking Head panel show thing, but uh, with like political commentators and but also entertainers and stuff mixed in and you'll get actual politicians on there too. So you get like a, a weird weird mix of people and often they're expected to answer questions um, directly from the public uh, members of the audience about something relating to to some, you know, current oh, political they issue. Had a,
3: a, they had a fucking insane thing happen uh, on one of... So this one show that's like the, the government-funded political panel show had one that was specifically about...
0: Hmm. Um, about being out outbred by Muslims.
3: Oh, this was even before that. They had um, what's, they had a special episode about Indigenous land rights, and they had Jane Goodall, the uh, the chimpanzee lady, chimp okay. lady, yeah, the chimp lady, yeah, as a guest on there. Just I think because she was in town, mm. so they'd throw questions to her, being like, "What do you think about all this?" And she would just keep answering to being like, "I don't know. I'm a chimpanzee expert." <laughs> <laughs> I just realized we do have
2: one. One show that's similar to uh, Australian slash British style panel show, and it's real time with Bill Maher. Uh. But that show is like is on once a week, and like the seasons, I don't know how long they are, but like there's, it's it's I think it's like maybe twenty episodes a year or something mm. like that. So that's just there's not. There just isn't the ecosystem for it. But that tells me that Yahoo Serious must, like, have made a conscious choice to step away from select. It sounds like because it. Because if he decided to get booked on those, they'd they book him, right? Just out of nostalgia, I assume.
0: Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Like, there's there's articles that are like, I wonder where Yahoo Serious is. There's articles that pop up. that are like, I saw one the other day that was like, what's, what's Yahoo Serious up to these days? And I looked at it, and someone had just written out the contents of his Wikipedia page. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was just like, yeah, also, I hear that he might be on the board of this foundation, but I haven't been able to confirm it. So it's quality, quality journalism. No, he did, he did three movies. They tanked and he went, all right, that'll do. Did they really all tank? Apparently, um, I think the, the first and second ones.
2: They had to, have, at least internationally, like I said, because there was that brief tra- traumatic moment of watching uh, young Einstein. As a child, thinking I was like, you know, oh, I'm going to see something amazing and then feeling confused and angry afterwards, which I think was a a very common uh, response to that show, to that movie.
0: I think his first two movies did okay commercially in Australia, um, and his two big movies were were both commercial and critical flops in the States, and I I (laughs) doubt his third one would have even gotten international release by that point.
2: Yeah, no. I think I think Reckless Kelly got in a few theaters here, but uh, but that other one you I'd never even heard of that before you said it, so yeah, not here at
0: all. So um, I, I did I did just rewatch Reckless Kelly, and um, one of the things that that blew my mind was that the bad guy who was um who was a, a corporate banker attempting to like you know seize seize the land that his pub is on, his pub slash video store is on uh, was played by <laughs> Hugo Weaving. Um, who seemed to be doing like a real proto Agent Smith kind of deal? It was like the same mm. delivery. He had his hair all slicked back, doing his like weird grimace, uh, and it was very much, very much the same voice <laughs> that he uses all through uh, the Matrix trilogy. Uh, but with, but with like a like a British accent.
2: Well, I know that Ned Kelly is is a very. Uh is a very, like, you know, he's he's a folk figure, mm. right? He's like kind of like Billy the Kid of Australia or something, right? Yeah, yeah, basically. Uh, mm. And there's a Peter Carey book about him that I know was very, I haven't read it, but it was very well, you know, regarded critically. Is there a sort of, like, more, because literally, that, that Yahoo series movie, no joke, that's the only Ned Kelly-related media other than the Peter Carey novel that I know that exists. So like, do you guys have a movie or anything else that you'd like be more proud of than the Yacht Series
0: version? Well, you could watch you could watch the nineteen seventy um the nineteen seventy version starring Mick Jagger as Ned Kelly. Um,
2: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. I've heard of that. I haven't seen it. But and I've heard that
0: one's that yet. one's filmed in Australia. Um, and there was also one in the in the two thousands at some point, um, starring Heath Ledger as Ned Kelly. Oh,
2: yeah, I remember that too, but that, God, that's, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming that sucked. Well,
1: I think it sucked. So you guys have, like, it no, sucked.
2: you have no, like, definitive good version of that. I mean, I, I make fun, but like I said, he's the American Billy the Kid. The, I mean, there's a Sam Peckinpah movie, Pat Garrett the Billy the Kid with Chris Christopherson. That's pretty well regarded, but I would say that the movie that most people of my generation have seen about Billy the Kid is Young Guns with Emilio Estevez, <laughs> so I really shouldn't, you know, be throwing any shade.
0: That's kind of what I, what I was going to say, is that the issue is that as far as Australian portrayals go, you can either have the Young Guns type, sanitized, fun fun Western kind of thing, because that would, that would be the parallel to, like, the American sort of fun Western, um, of which there are a lot. Uh, but then you also get the odd Western where someone uh, portrays it much more in the style of uh, how really shitty it would have been to live in, like, frontier times, you know? Um, when you when you see something like uh, even, what was the Leonardo DiCaprio one with the bear bangs him? The Revenant? Oh, uh, the Revenant. Yeah, I, that sucked. For uh, well, yeah, I, and I know that that, yeah. was, that was sort of pre pre-Cowboy times. But even just that sense of, like, hey, here's how... Here's how constantly filthy right. Grist, just uh, and sick yeah. everybody would have been, and if one of your teeth went bad, you'd probably die. Uh, or if you broke a leg, we'll just lop your whole leg off right there, and then you'll probably die. And and the two thousands mm-hmm. Ned Kelly is much more in that vein.
2: The the Hate So it's not bad? I should check it out,
0: is what you're Yeah, saying? like like check it out. It's it's quite dour by my memory. Um
1: I think I think Reckless Kelly's better. I loved Reckless Kelly.
0: Reckless Reckless Kelly is good.
1: I loved how much bullshit there is in it. It's like Ned Kelly robbed yep. from the rich to give to the poor. It's like, that's not even remotely fucking true. What do you guys,
2: what do you guys think of The Proposition?
3: <laughs> oh, that's a great movie. I that haven't movie seen The rules. Proposition. Oh, man, it's so good. Uh, John <laughs> that's Hurt. Like,
2: that's like the Australian Western of the 21st century. Yeah,
3: is that the one Nick Cave wrote? Or did I make that up? Yes, yes. Nick Cave
2: wrote it. But yeah, it was...
3: it's fucking. So he's, oh, a,
2: yeah. he's a palm, so fuck him. But it was directed by an Australian guy. <laughs> <laughs> Joel Heath Joel Heathcott, I think his name is something like that. Uh, I'm not sure, he's, but it's he's actually Australian. Hillcoat, Joe Hillcoat. Oh ah, yes, yes. He's actually Australian.
0: No, that one was that one was quite well received. Plenty great cast.
3: Is that Bray Winston? John Hurt, fucking oh, yeah, tip top. Guy
2: Pearce.
0: Oh, I love Guy Pearce. Oh, Guy Pearce, friend of the show. <laughs> Guy Pearce. No, <laughs> well, like I would that. say no, I, I,
2: I, I, Guy Pearce rules. i'm uh, un, oh, Unreservedly.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> but I just wish he'd do the accent mm. again. Like I said.
3: Yeah, we need to get broad accent Guy
0: Pearce back in more movies. Well, I encourage you to. Does
1: he have a Twitter? <laughs> What's it, Twitter? Get do? it,
0: Guy Pearce. <laughs> I encourage you to seek out Guy Pearce's um, Jack Irish series, which is like a series of um, a series mm, of good. sort of Australian detective, like made-for-TV movies kind of things. Um, and they're all basically just him being a scumbag detective in Melbourne. And they're they're pretty good. I've checked out a couple of them. There's there's like three or three or four movies and now a TV series on Netflix. Um, so if you would like to see current day um, current day Guy Pierce doing an accent and growing a growing a big thick beard, you can get about. it. But yeah, with the with the Ned Kelly movie, I would say, as as Lucy alluded to, Reckless Kelly, despite the fact that he's playing a modern day descendant of Ned Kelly, they they also kind of keep up the I don't know, the kind of like Robin Hood style valorization of Ned Kelly, where people act like he was, you know, robbing stagecoaches to do something nice with it, whereas he was more just kind of shooting people and taking their money. Which I um, do that to the point that they
1: Everyone treats it that way these days.
3: They they literally won't in the movie, they literally will not take any stolen money for themselves.
0: Not a not mm. a single not a single they, cent. <laughs> they just deposit it in other people's bank accounts, yes.
3: Yes. Which, you know, I feel like because they, they established that with the opening scene where he robs a bank. No, he robs an ATM and then walks in and then deposits it into everyone's account. I just feel like legally, they could probably just be like, Hey, we know he deposited it and it was from this yep. bank. We're probably just gonna take that money back.
0: Well, he gives a lot of money to the bankers too, <laughs> and they're into it. But um Oh true. Yeah, I was gonna say the two thousands Ned Kelly is I think much closer to the reality of um of the gang being uh, Ned and his brothers who are Irish immigrants who are working um, in Australia in, you know, settlement times. Uh, And because they are Irish immigrants and therefore scum, uh, they get beat up and put upon by the cops constantly who are always coming in and trashing all their stuff and beating them up and doing things to their women and all that Mm -hmm. kind of shit. And at some point they just go, all right, that's it, we're out. We're all outlaws now. We're just going to steal stuff. I'm done with it. That's kind of kind of how they got there.
1: What what do racists love? Ned Kelly. Racists love to have Ned true. Kelly tattoos that say "Such as mm. life,"
0: which I believe is a misquote. Is it? Yeah, I believe the is uh, "such as life" is a is a paraphrasing. I don't know if you're aware of that one, Matt. Oh yeah.
2: Uh I've heard no, I remember I remember seeing I think it was the trailer for the Yahoo serious version when it was on I think like Cinemax or something. And he says such is life and I'm like, oh, interesting. That's something.
3: Apparently his actual last words were, ah, uh, well, I suppose it has come to this. <laughs> which is much more badass, I reckon. That's like ah, uh, well I guess it's getting killed for me. Mm. <laughs> All I
2: know is that my my last words will be some sort of screaming swear. Yes. That's all I know. I can I can predict that right now. Is there anything good? Is there any good Australian movie about like the trans the transportations and shit? I don't
3: know because
2: I've never I've never seen one or heard of one. Like the guy like coming over on the fucking You could probably
1: stop it. Is there any good Australian movie? <laughs> yeah.
2: Movies? Well no, come on, Peter Weir. Oh yeah. He's very good. Come on, George Miller. Come on. Yeah.
0: I just watched um True. I just watched <laughs> Witness again the other day, and that is a great movie. I don't know that one. Good very good very good Peter Weir movie about um Harrison Ford uh protecting a witness to a murder in an Amish community, and it's great. I recommend it very highly.
2: Yeah, no, that's a great film. Oh, you guys got Picnic at Hanging Rock, right? That's a good one. Oh, yeah, it's a (laughs) Uh, Gallipoli? You guys are very, very concerned about Gallipoli. You're very very bitter still to this day about that. Very very angry that they sent you into the the mouth of the Turkish guns. Yeah, not a lot of... (laughs) The band played Waltzing Matilda. I know that much.
0: My favorite Gallipoli-related thing (laughs) is not actually related to Gallipoli. When I when I used to work for a public service department called the Department of Veterans Affairs, there there was the minister who was in charge of that portfolio who was prone to saying very dumb stuff because he <laughs> was a hugely stupid man. And one of his suggestions about things that maybe the department could get involved with was he, he basically wanted to like terraform a section of the of the Australian coastline. To make it identical to that stretch of, of the beach in Turkey that the ANZACS landed on and everything, Wow. so that Australians could go and experience it without having to like go to Turkey.
3: Jesus you know what? Christ. If he made a Kickstarter, <laughs> <laughs> I'd chip a few dollars in.
0: It was strangely <laughs> enough the idea of essentially like Gallipoli um, role play, <laughs> a Gallipoli yeah, like laughing. laughing, yeah, uh, theme park didn't go down great.
3: You hop off a boat. And then machine gun fire mows you down. Or Mm. if you get like the deluxe ticket, you like wait three days and then machine gun fire mows you down. Yep. All
2: I know is that Johnny Turkey was ready. He primed himself well, showered us with bullets and he rained us with shells. And in five minutes flat, he blown us all to hell.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair assessment.
2: Nearly blew us all back to Australia.
0: That's certainly true. And it gave us Mel Gibson's movie career. So thank you, Peter Wears Gallipoli. I, I did have <laughs> I did have some other I did have some other very important observations about Jacko. If we can come back to Jacko for a second,
2: yes, 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 yes. I'm very intrigued by this man.
0: Two things um, from his sparse media appearances post Energizer fame. Uh, number one, he lost a celebrity boxing match to um, former rugby player Mal Meninga, uh, Canberra's Canberra's treasure, former captain of the Canberra Raiders. And the reason that's interesting to me is because Mal Meninga had what I believe is on record as the shortest Australian political career in history. Mm. Um, his political career lasted 28 mm. seconds uh, because he he announced that he was going to run for office. Uh, and he went on a local radio station to do an interview about it. Yeah, I can't find the, the full video of the thing. I can only find it in a little clip, but it is absolute dynamite. He sits down in this local radio station. Well, I remember it because I, I lived in Canberra when it happened and it was... It was on a Canberra radio station and and he gets asked so you know why why do you want to run for office why should people vote for you and he goes oh, yeah you know i've just i'm just a just a bloke out there trying to do Nah, sorry sorry <laughs> I'm, I'm buggered i'm buggered i can't do it and he just pulls out his <laughs> earpiece and gets up and walks out of the studio it's fantastic
1: it's my favorite part of Australian history
0: the, the laziest political career of all time.
3: I, I'm glad that happened because if he had gone into politics, uh, I can't imagine we would have had so many origin wins. So um, cheers, Mal. <laughs> all for, for for the greater good.
0: Oh dear. Now the other the other notable Jacko thing was that um that he appeared in a in a short-lived action adventure TV series called The Highwayman, and he starred as survival expert Jeddo.
2: Mm.
0: Now, this uh, this this show has been summed up by many reviewers as a cross between Mad Max and Night Rider.
3: Holy shit! That sounds mm. amazing.
0: From 1988. Uh, and so yeah, it opened. It opened with narration by um, William Conrad, who was the narrator for uh, the original Fugitive series, uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle, and one of my favorite films, Hudson Hawk. Oh, fuck yes. Oh, God. Hudson God, I love Hug that movie. the
2: bomb. Yeah. People want to talk about how Baby Driver is so cool because it syncs <laughs> robberies to songs. You know who invented that shit? Hudson motherfucking right. Hawk. He
0: even sang the songs himself. He sang <laughs> yeah, it himself.
2: That's... He didn't need some bullshit iPod. That's right. He sang the song, and he knew exactly how long the song was. And that's the thing. He didn't just, oh, oh, he's got tinnitus. He has to... Blare it out, and it basically is just a cheap excuse to, you know, put a fucking soundtrack over the shit. No, Hudson Hawk used the precise song length in order to time his burglaries.
0: Right, and he had absolutely perfect- He was just a a criminal that loved show tunes. Absolutely impeccable internal timing.
3: (laughs) Yes, it was ruled.
0: It's a beautiful stuff.
3: The conceit of that movie was like, that could have been a regular heist movie, but- No, they tried to Indiana Jones it with some insane lost Da Vinci machine that added the the missing photon to lead to turn it into gold. Yeah, (laughs) they made a a gold making machine. Truly, Richard E.
2: Grant and Sandra Bernhardt were going to destroy the world economy by flooding it with gold.
0: Oh, Richard E. Grant. Richard E. Grant is great in that, and I love the part where he comes into the boardroom and. um, and Sandra Bernhard is sitting on the boardroom table with headphones in, singing along to "I've Got the Power." Um, it's just just a great singing. I love how all the villains are named after candy bars. Yep, it's great stuff all around.
3: James Coburn, Danny Aiello,
0: great.
3: Movie. Uh, shout out to f- friend of the show, Andy McDowell. Friend of the show. The
2: guy gets his head. The guy, the 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 evil uh, butler gets his head cut off, and then <laughs> and then uh, Bruce Bruce Willis slash Hudson Hawk. Has the lamest his the worst dead guy like burn ever when he says guess you won't be attending that hat convention.
3: <laughs> oh. Oh. Wait, am oh. I re- remembering this wrong or is it is it does I, I guess you won't be attending that hat convention in July. Does he name a specific month in that or did I make it up? <laughs> he might have. It just I seems like a weirdly that. elaborate joke to be like <laughs> your head came off.
0: Either way, it doesn't make it any better. Um,
3: Uh, hmm. I just want to say, for the record, it is Guess You Won't Be Attending That Hat Convention in July. I haven't seen that movie since I was, like, 12. (laughs) And you got the right month. Wow. Yeah, I know, of all the months. That means that's powerful art.
1: It means you have brain disease, Ben. That's
3: right. That's true. (laughs) I think it means I have brain disease, yeah.
0: (laughs) It's stuck with you for so long. For so long. (laughs) That's how you know it's a good movie. Much like um, Last Action Hero, a truly underrated film. It is. So, should we take some questions from the mailbag, I'm wondering?
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: From the my from sweet, sweet, sweet treasured mailbag. Your
3: sweet, physical mailbag full of real mm. paper letters.
0: Real letters. Sent by post. Yep. As we have confirmed, uh, Ben writes each of them down and posts them to me. So that I get mm. the satisfaction of opening them. Yeah. Uh, so, first, first cab off the ranks... Um, lovely patron, Tasman Stacy, friend of the show, Tasman, um, just has for Matt, uh, this is less a question and more a comment that I really want to see him do more treat reviews, particularly of like Tim Tam slams, etc.
2: I would. I don't know what the fuck that is. What the <laughs> fuck is that? What the fuck is a Tim Tam
0: slam? Well, have you, have you been doing treat reviews?
2: I've never reviewed a treat formally. I would,
3: <laughs> but well.
2: I don't know what a Tim Tam is. Is that an Australian thing?
0: Oh, That's man, the Tim
3: Tam is one of our traditions. Uh, staple uh, biscuits oh. or cookies, as
0: you might refer to them. Perhaps. I would not refer to them that way because they are not, not get cook-
1: into this again. <laughs> well,
3: uh, look, I'm just trying to bridge a linguistic divide here. Maybe don't be such a fucking <laughs> asshole about it. Mm.
0: Don't
2: uh, be a bloody cunt, mate.
0: <laughs> yep. Thank you. Tim Tam's overrated. That's my take.
3: Okay, but the Tim Tam slam, to explain. Uh, yep. So the Tim Tam's sort of a prism-shaped, a rectangular prism-shaped biscuit. With a kind of porous inside. So if you bite off both ends, you can essentially use it as a straw for a, a hot beverage.
0: Mm, uh, so
3: I believe the Tim Tam Slam refers to are you doing that with a, a hot chocolate, perhaps? I feel like a oh, slam a should good.
0: refer to doing it with some sort of alcoholic beverage. As opposed to just drinking drinking some of your cup of tea. through. Irish
3: coffee, how about that? Yeah, do that with like a bloody uh, frangelico or something. Or
2: right, I tran- transported prisoner coffee. I'm sorry. Uh, I've never had it, but it sounds delicious. I would eat it. I'll have any of your weird uh, Australian uh, foods. Ex- uh, I'll even try fucking Vegemite. I haven't yet, but
0: I'd Hell do yeah. it. Hell oh. I give it a shot. Maybe um we we might need to organize like a an Australian treat package to be sent over to you.
1: An exchange of culture.
0: I mean. Mm.
3: We're heading over there, Lucy and I, as delegates of the podcast. We can we can make this well, yeah, happen.
1: Yeah, and I'm bringing nothing but Vegemite. Wait
3: a minute. Are you guys going to the thing? Well, we're both going to be in Chicago yeah. at the time that it's on. So so will I, I I will as well. Hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Well, look, we'll bring you some snacks. I'll put some Tim yeah. Tams in my bag.
2: Yeah, um, I, I'll i eat one. And then I oh, and then yeah. I will review it. I, I vow.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this is right, my I vow. I will, s- I will review the goddamn Tim Tam.
3: I think we've sufficiently answered that <laughs> comment then. Fantastic. Yes, yes. So,
0: we have we have some other questions. Uh let's see. Oh well, Egon friend of the show, Egon Muskler, asks, uh, what is your favorite Australian movie? Do you have a favorite?
2: Oh shit. I I gotta admit, I haven't seen all of like the classics, you know, like the the car that ate What? what is it? The Car That Ate Something. Uh like Paul. I think it's Peter Ware's first movie or something. Uh it's probably because I'm a middle-brow shithead, it's probably Mad Max Fury Road.
3: That's oh, a great movie, though.
2: That's the one I enjoyed the most. That's the one that, like, gave me the most pleasure. I sat in the theater watching that and just was, like, enraptured and clapped my little hands together and loved it <laughs> like, a, like a baby. So I guess that's going to be have to be
3: it.
0: Oh, it's a, it's a spectacular visual treat, that movie, isn't
3: it? Yeah. It's a pure distillation of what movies should be, in my <laughs> personal opinion. All movies should be hyper-stylized, hyper, like, ridiculously simplified, abstracted concepts. I don't want realism. I don't want the mess and noise of cinema verite. <laughs> I just want car stuff.
0: <laughs> Cars smashing into each other. Yeah. As we discussed with our, our previous guest, um, Eliza, it's also... I think um, the Mad Max films are also notable for being one of the only series of films where uh, it's been the same director and person who kind of came up with the concept who's directed every one of the movies, but also uh, that each of them is is kind of successively an improvement on the last and an expansion of the world as opposed to just kind of being a retread or, or like a sequel for the sake of being a sequel. They're all like a larger concept than the last one.
2: Right, because like, I mean, it, it, with... Uh with the second one with the road warrior, you really see that like Miller is, is captivated with the idea of, of mythology and how it sort of like structures, you know, societies and how, mm. you know, origin stories are, are, you know, uh, are a generative, you know, element of any kind of culture. And all of them are like more and more, you know, focused on, um, on elucidating just exactly how societies sort of arise out of chaos, basically, and how the stories that societies tell about themselves while they're being formed end up being the foundation for further development. I mean, like, that's what must, the thing about uh, Fury Road that's so breathtaking is just how it's able to world build without exposition which mm. is it was basically like a dead art now because exposition is is sort of assumed in in most genre fair as this thing that you have to do. And it's like, well, what's the most sort of inventive way we can, you know, uh, cheat and ex and, and do exposition where they they t- uh, uh, Fury Road totally says, no, we're not going to do that. We're just going to present you with a world and you're going to figure it out by watching it. And it's basically, a recapitulation of primitive accumulation like how how you go from a situation where there are a bunch of people and a limited amount of resources to a situation where you have a elite who have access to those resources and the stories that they tell to maintain control over them and then you know how uh, developments from that point the conflicts that arise from battles over those resources then create new stories and how those stories are the basis for the next generation. It's, 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 it's really is about, it's about how societies arise out of chaos essentially and how important Mm. and, and how crucial the ability to tell a coherent story and narrative about why things are the way they are is an, very underrated aspect to how societies are able to purchase legitimacy with the population.
0: Mm. Mm. Well, it's interesting. Um, it's interesting that you raise that point about uh, you know world building without exposition, because we also uh, discussed recently that um, that's one of the things that pains me about Pacific Rim. Uh, which is a movie that I know a lot of people like, and I swear yeah. to God, I
1: love Pacific Rim. Please don't bully Pacific uh, Rim. I swear to God, like sucks
0: ass. Ninety percent of that movie is of, of that movie's dialogue is exposition. Yeah.
1: yeah, no, no, everything that
2: everything that isn't fighting in Pacific Rim is dog shit. <laughs> but mm. the fighting is great. But as soon as anyone opens their mouth, it's dog shit. Especially when it's Charlie fucking Hunnam. Who should be like in a sexy fireman catalog? He should not be an actor. <laughs> like, uh, the fact that he's like. The fact that he he is Guillermo del Toro's muse is so baffling to me. Like, he's a shitty fucking actor. He doesn't even know his own accent anymore. Like, he's been in the United States so long. Like, if you ever see an interview with Charlie Hunnam, he doesn't even. Like, he sounds. Like he's having a stroke.
1: Yeah, he sounds funny. Like up. he doesn't
2: he does, he sounds like he's British one second, and they sounds like he's American, and they sounds like he's Australian, and they sounds like he's from New Zealand, and then he sounds like he's German. It's like he doesn't have because he sucks. He's a bad actor. He does. And <laughs> Guillermo D'Artero has decided that he is his muse, and that's insane. It's a bad move. It's a bad move. Uh so yeah, he's a bad actor reciting awful expositionary dialogue. Every time mm. anyone Every opens their mouth in that movie. movie it just grinds everything to a halt. But when the fighting happens, it's awesome.
1: And they couldn't get any real Australians. So it's like, it's
2: like 45 good. minutes of an amazing film.
0: Hmm. How can you not get any actual I'm no, I'm Australians? I'm pretty sure there's Australian, Australian
1: actors in Hollywood. Wouldn't have been that hard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. So the, wait a minute. So the Australian <laughs> right. father-sons, aren't. neither of them are Australian? No.
1: Yeah, their accents are fucking horrible.
2: Discipline a played right, <laughs> it is? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, now, we, we did also get a question from, uh, from Lex Hall um, about something that has been touched on on the show before, which is whether you are aware of some of the um, wars that we have fought in as a country and lost, including um, including the, the great emu war of 1932. Hell yeah. Where we sent the military out to shoot at emus and just didn't really get it done. Um so are you familiar with that one?
2: Yeah, well, I'm yeah, I'm I'm aware of the I, I watch, I listened to The Dollop about that. Which oh, nice. is, which is so the fact that The Dollop is so popular in Australia is amazing. Too.
3: Yeah, we love The Dollop over here. We
2: because do. it's all it's all about American history. And like they'll come over and they'll do like an episode about but like the fact that they they toured Australia like 3 times before they were able to do a genuine tour in the United States. <laughs> and Ooh. that always amazes me. And I've been on there now. I, I've been on the dollar twice. Oh, hell yeah. And my hope is that it allows uh, that it allows a chapeau tour of Australia. Hell yeah. Which I very
3: much wanted. Look, to. You'd, mm. you'd at least get one person in Brisbane, one person in
0: Canberra, True. and one person in Melbourne. Come so, to
3: I mean, Australia, that, sweetie. That's some of your costs covered.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Show us the I, I would love to. Come down under. That would be very good. Um, all right, so what else What else we got here? Uh <laughs> Uh, James asks, was that floor comfortable? And I believe James is referring to uh when you were on uh Street Fight Radio yeah, on their, yeah, uh, yeah. their four twenty yeah. day.
2: I-, I got faded. <laughs> I-, I took too much weed. Uh I blame I blame the vape pen because uh, it <laughs> Previous times, I've, I've used a vape pen, and it didn't really work, so I thought I was doing it correctly, so I, like, kind of, like, leaned into it, mm. and uh, I feel like I kind of overdosed without knowing it. That's what happened, and I got really tired, and... Uh, had a little nap on the stage. I had a nap on the stage, and you know what? Hey. I was comfortable. <laughs> I had a very good time. Oh, and as mm. if you watch, because they just released the, the <laughs> video for it, and... You know, yes, I'm sleeping on the stage for about 50 minutes, but when they call for me to come up and do my bit, I get up, I'm awake, I'm <laughs> cognizant, I am able to, like, coherently speak, and I think that is a testament to just how comfortable that
0: stage was. <laughs> well, you were refreshed by that. Exactly.
2: Point. It brought me back.
0: I imagine. Well, I would say from my own experience that um, any time that you uh... – as you said, faded enough to sleep in a, in a very loud public venue, it's going to be comfortable.
2: Oh, yeah. Um,
3: mm.
0: Yes. I remember having a little little nap in a blaring nightclub once, and security came <laughs> over and said, let's get this passed out guy out of here. And I went, no, 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 let me explain, sir. <laughs> it was, uh, just having a little shut eye on this on this bench here. And he, he wasn't into it. He was not. It, um, is it a crime to have a nap in the club? uh yes i oh, i was I'm i was ejected <laughs> I was ejected from the club and as I was leaving i um I asked my brother for his car keys so that I could go and sleep in his car and he said, "Why are you being thrown out what did you do and i said i i was having a little sleep over in the corner <laughs> they did not care for it but yeah you know it was it was very comfortable and despite the extremely loud music um I got there I got to sleep it was fine. We do have a bunch of questions for you, which we will um we might take over to the to the bonus episode. Oh, here's a here's a nice light one uh, from Egon. Is there any possibility of a future that isn't a hellish nightmare? <laughs> uh, no,
2: no, yeah. no, no, hell, mm. no. We live in a hell world that will only get more world hell worldy. Uh, I mean. It, it's it's a it's a probability thing, right? I'd say there's like a one in in five chance that would that's what I'd say. Four out of five, forty four out of five hell world, one out of five not hell world. So that's yeah, it I'd seems say. like America
0: is just kind of edging towards uh, this point where either there needs to be a pretty drastic change in course from people looking at it and saying, hey. This isn't going so great. Um, or that the system just breaks entirely and there either needs to be some sort of reset or uh the country just, just goes to the shit up. We
1: could all just die. Yeah. I I like that outcome at this point.
0: I got bad news. It's that's gonna happen to you at some point.
1: Eh, we'll, see. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll see. We'll
1: see. See about that. We'll
0: see. Mm. Um, well, if if Joe Rogan's right, which he has been about everything so far, <laughs> we'll all be uploading our consciousness into a real doll sometime <laughs> soon. Jesus. Mm. Um, all right. Well, maybe maybe we will leave it there and take it over to the um to the Patreon for our paying bonus customers, episode, our
1: beloved paying Patreons,
0: for our real Should friends. We,
3: um, we we need to issue a crime pass. Oh, we do uh, oh. before we go. Mm.
0: Um. Uh, Matt, do you have any suggestions? We we regularly issue the, the Vista Crime Pass, which is a completely non-legally binding um, permission to commit a low-grade crime. Oh, I don't think it has to be low-grade necessarily. Uh, well, they have been by precedent. They've been pretty gentle crimes. We're um, working up to murder.
1: Mm. <laughs> well, we should do something in the spirit of Ned Kelly. Mm. Oh,
0: you're a bank robbery, I guess.
3: Mm. Um,
1: but you have to mm, give some of it to the week, poor. All of it. Mm. It's not really rewarding, (laughs) is it? Take a cut. Take a cut for yourself. Not too much.
3: Yeah. All right. Semi generously commit. You can if you want. I'm not telling you you have to. Just saying legally, we are giving you the permission uh, to rob a bank and keep some of the proceeds for yourself. Some. Not Hmm. not too much. No. 50 50.
0: (laughs) If you do get caught in the process of doing this bank robbery, I would strongly advise you to not refer to the show at any point.
3: Well, I, no, because you, you have to tell the cops that you've got a crime pass. And you have to refer to the show. I mean, what's the point of having a crime pass if you're just going to pretend like it's illegal for you? Tell them it's legal because we told you. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess.
1: Trust us. I have a law degree.
0: I have been informed. Do you mm. have
1: a law degree? <laughs> I have almost a master's, so I can give out crime oh. passes.
3: Well, I have, really? um, I have a cert three in IT, so... <laughs> you can
1: give out hacking advice We're,
0: we've all got qualifications <laughs> mm. i got an advanced diploma because they would not let me into university
1: sorry to hear it why not
0: oh i um i did not do any form of work during my my educational career
3: oh hell yeah hell yeah <laughs> um
0: i i spent far too much of my time um not going to class and uh, playing the, the street fighter zero three arcade cabinets out the front of the fish and chip shop <laughs> that was across the street. All right. Couple of, couple of them.
3: Well, that's a wonderful night to go out on.
0: Well, we'll, yeah. we'll leave it there I'll and we're going to go and take some, take a bunch of mailbag questions over on the bonus episode. So thank you very much, Matt, for, for joining us for this one. Thank you for having me. Mate. Mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks very much, and we'll see you soon.
3: Bye-bye.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.